from themillenniummarketplace.com, this is the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast, hosted by me, Haley Alicia. During this show, you will hear business trends and news, interviews with awesome entrepreneurs, and learn success mindset practices. This podcast was created with the goal of sharing how you can create your dream life with two things, a Wi-Fi connection and work ethic. If you are obsessed with all things online business and entrepreneurship and how the internet has changed the definition of success like I am, this show is for you. Find this show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and at themillennialmarketplace.com. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Wi-Fi Work Ethic Podcast. No interview this week, unfortunately. So I am going to be sharing an article with you. I haven't done one of those in a while, so thought it would be fun to dive into something that might be a little controversial. And this article I found on theoutline.com, and it is called, are you ready for this? Brands are paying influencers $75,000 plus to trash their competitors inside the drama that's taking the beauty influencer industry by storm by Paris Martineau. Martineau? See, when we have me sharing articles, we also have me butchering names. That is just how it goes, unfortunately. But of course, the article will be linked in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. And let's get into it. All right, the article starts with this. Over the last three years, the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, has cracked down on Instagram influencers, forcing users to disclose SpawnCon and brand partnerships with a simple hashtag, hashtag ad or hashtag paid are preferred, or built-in branded partner ID tools. Business is booming regardless, with even teens getting a piece of that sweet, sweet SpawnCon cash. P.S. This is Haley here, not the article. When they say SpawnCon, they are meaning sponsored content. Alright, back to reading. However, as the industry matures and companies grow more dependent on the insidious form of advertising, it seems like the real money and shenanigans might not be in glowing reviews, but brutal takedowns. An Instagram post by Kevin James Bennett, an Emmy award-winning makeup artist and cosmetics developer, set the beauty influencer community aflame on Tuesday. In it, Bennett describes the mob-like behavior of high-profile beauty influencers and the management teams he was in touch with to review beauty products he was releasing under his own name. Bennett claims the influencers offered to trash a competing product in comparison to Bennett's products in exchange for seventy-five dollars to $85,000. Bennett also called out the all-too-common practice of skirting disclosure requirements and urged the FTC to start issuing fines. A brand I consulted with asked me to inquire about working with a top-level beauty influencer. The influencer's management offered me these options. Option 1. $25,000 product mention in a multi-branded product review. Option 2. $50,000 to $60,000 dedicated product review, price determined by length of video. 75000 to 85000 dedicated negative review of a competitor's product, price determined by length of video. 
Number four, a minimum 10% affiliate link or code to use on IG and YT, um, Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> yes, option number three is legit. Payment to damage the, com the competition's business. I told you it was mob-like behavior. The demands and threats of influencers and their management have got to stop. The lack of disclosure by top-level influencers is fraud, and it's time for the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, to step in. Start charging fines and shut this BS down. To the followers slash subscribers who still refuse to believe their idols are thugs, pull your head out of your favorite beauty influencers, ASS, and see what's actually going on in this industry. Um, just a reminder, this is me reading um, this article, and that, that is not my personal opinion. Okay, get back to reading here. The post was in response to a viral video by Marlena Stell, owner of Makeup Geek Cosmetics and a popular beauty influencer with over 2 million followers on YouTube and Instagram, in a video entitled, My Truth Regarding the Beauty Community. Stell admits that her company has struggled over the past year with finding influencers to rep her products. We don't have $60,000 to pay someone to do one video, and that's the rates that we've been given, said Stell. She went on to mention that she'd heard the owners of multi-billion dollar companies have similar concerns about influencers charging obscene rates without providing much traffic in return. I'm not hating anyone's hustle, Bennett told the outline over email. We all work hard and deserve compensation for our hard work. What I find upsetting is a per pervasive lack of transparency and ethical behavior. Legally, as per the FTC, you must disclose if you are being sponsored or compensated for a published review, print or online. Bennett's response post went viral after James Charles, an insanely popular beauty influencer, attacked it on Twitter. I've never heard of this happening, and believe what you want, but most of us do disclose sponsorships, wrote Charles. I can't wait to talk about people like the man who posted this in a future video very soon. Charles' comments have led other popular influencers to come to Bennett's defense. This is very real and happens every day, wrote the woman behind Pretty Pastel Please, a fashion and makeup blogger with over 200,000 followers on YouTube and Instagram. I'm glad that James has never experienced it firsthand, but as someone that has seen it themselves in their role in marketing and their time as an influencer, I hope I can help shed some light on this for you. People are spending their hard-earned money on products glorified by beauty and fashion influencers, said Bennett. It's dishonest not to alert your followers or subscribers that the vendor is compensating your review. Unfortunately, many influencers don't because they know people wouldn't be so quick to trust their recommendations if they were aware that the glowing review was in actuality a compensated sales pitch. In a lengthy video entitled, Getting Paid $85,000 for a Negative Review, Pretty Pastel Please breaks down the secret world of influencers, using Bennett's post as a jumping-off point to describe her experiences on both sides of the industry. The, that is all 100% true, she said, in reference to Bennett's post. And I know that's true because I have seen exactly all of this from two standpoints. I have seen it from an influencer point of view, as an influencer myself, but I also worked in marketing in my full-time job, and I have actually been on the end of the marketing companies that work with the influencers that charge this sort of money. And I have seen exactly what he said where companies are willing to pay people to put down other products to make theirs look better. Influencers with massive followings like James Charles generally don't negotiate their own sponsorship deals with brands and other potential partners. Pretty Pastel Please explained. 
They pay a management team to sift through the requests and streamline the process. Smaller influencers generally can't afford such a luxury and instead flock to host to a host of gig economy-esque digital marketplaces that are designed to connect brands with wannabe spawn conners. <laughs> there are websites like that we can log on to and there's hundreds if not thousands of brands that are posting things like we want an influencer to talk about our new skinny weight loss tea, or we want an influencer to talk about our makeup mirror, or we want an influencer to talk about our nail polish, said Pretty Pastel Please. In the video, Pretty Pastel Please mentions that she's seen brands offer higher rates for influencers who agree to compare the company's product to a specific competitor with higher paychecks available for those who emphasize the particular company's su superiority. While explicitly positive reviews are more likely to be tagged as sponsored content, takedowns rarely ever are. These exchanges take place on a variety of apps and websites, FameBit, Tribe Influencers, CrowdTap, Niche, Adly, Amplify, and Markerly, to name a few. However, information about a particular site's legitimacy or usefulness remains a closely guarded secret within the influencer industry. A lot of YouTubers won't talk about the website, said Pretty Pastel, please. The whole influencer landscape is very, very competitive, and people don't like to tell other people where they can go to get paid. They keep it very, very close. If they found an app where they make money off of, they don't tell people what the app is. Oh, I guess that's where the article ends. I was expecting there to be some sort of conclusion, but that's where it ends. All right, I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I personally don't have any insight and don't feel comfortable giving any opinion on whether if people really are paid to talk badly about another company. However, there have been a lot of influencers coming out talking about this topic lately, and it is pretty well known at this point that for high-level influencers with hundreds of thousands and millions of followers or subscribers they do get paid those large amounts and that's part of the reason I wanted to make this podcast actually is just to kind of shed light onto this new industry of um, influencer marketing and I was thinking about it the other day and it, it kind of hit me that until this point in time there has been B2B business to business and there has been B2C, business to consumer, as far as how products are sold. So either um, your business sells products to other businesses or your business sells products to consumers. And social media has created a whole new category, which is C2C, which is consumer to consumer, which is so cool and amazing and exactly what um, my show aims to highlight. However, with this consumer-to-consumer -consumer model, and again, this is all my personal opinion, based on all my research and the things I see and read and learn about, this consumer-to-consumer -consumer model can get a little tricky because while it is true, you have just a regular person who has a following, an audience that they are influencing to purchase products, they are presenting these products in a very organic and natural way. And that's what makes this so special. It's just someone talking about something in a video, posting a selfie, wearing it or holding it, talking about products they're genuinely using and loving in their life. Within that, you do have 
um, brands and items and things that the influencer is talking about that they may not have otherwise been promoting, would they not have been sent it for free or would they not be getting paid to talk about it? And I personally think that is the name of the game. That is the business part of it. But I do think this article has a point in the transparency aspect because it is tricky for an influencer to find that fine line between being very organic with their audience and sharing the products that they use and love while also being open with their audience that they did get it sent for free or they are getting paid for it. And I feel like this article is very harsh. <laughs> and um, again, I really have no um, standing on whether or not people really do get paid to talk badly about other companies. However, based on my exposure to this industry and how much um, research I have done and how much I have immersed myself in learning as much as I can about this industry, um, there are many influencers who make their full-time income off of being an influencer and the potential is really endless with how much money someone can really make from this. Um, you know, some just create accounts and build a following and just do it for fun on the side along with their regular job. Some people just make enough to replace their job. Um, but there's others that really hit amazing income goals. And this might be surprising to a lot of people. And I actually do want to make a whole episode dedicated on the income aspect of all of this, but I won't dive into all that or else it's going to be like an hour-long episode. But with the potential being endless in this, um, there are many influencers who make six to seven figures consistently um, through sharing their life on social media and through promoting products. And I'm of the belief that there's nothing wrong with that and that this is a business and it's an amazing business model. But there are a lot of people who um, would like to be in the loop of how much money influencers are making and um, knowing that when they purchase a product or when they are taking someone's opinion about a product, that they know what the motives are behind the product. Um, so, yeah, that's a whole other topic um, within itself, and I would love to actually make an um, episode all about how influencers make money. But just in regards to this article, I think they do have a point in that, that while there are FTC regulations, laws, and guidelines, they are very lax as of right now, but I think how could they not be? Um, this is such a new industry, it's less than a decade old. And especially as far as influencers who have been making a full-time living off of this, it's such a new concept. And, you know, like any business, the laws are just going to have to watch what happens and adapt along the way. And if there are influencers who choose to ignore those laws and not follow the federal guidelines, their business is not going to last and they are not going to be successful in their career just like anything else. So, um, 
yeah, I think that it is very up in the air, and it is um, really up to the influencer's discretion on how transparent they would like to be past the federal guidelines that they are following um, with um, how they disclose their partnerships and and things like that. And as far as how much money they're making, uh, you know, I think people for some reason hold influencers to a very high standard. But, you know, if you go to your local grocery store and you go ask random people walking around how much money they make, I don't think they're really going to be willing to tell you. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why we hold influencers to such a higher standard um, when it comes to their privacy of wanting to know how much money they're making. I think part of it is just the allure of um, the lavish lifestyle a lot of these influencers do um, seem to live, and that does cause a lot of curiosity. Um, but again, I hope to shed more light on this in my How Influencers Make Money episode. I, I don't know when I'll record that. Um, I just thought while recording this one, I had a lot more thoughts on this topic that I didn't want to put in this episode. So just know it is coming eventually. <laughs> and the last thing I'll touch on is um, the article ended with um, the woman in this that they were interviewing um, shedding light on that people like to keep secrets and, you know, the the software and the platforms that people use to get these deals and to make their money, no one wants to share how they're doing it. And I kind of got the feeling that this particular influencer they were using for this article maybe hasn't had the best experiences in this world. Um, I, I don't know anything about her personally, so I have really no um, thought on it one way or the other, but that's just kind of the vibe I was getting. And as far as sharing techniques and things learned along the way, I think with any industry, there's trade secrets. And with any business, you have to keep what you've learned to yourself to an extent if if you want to succeed. Now, I am a huge believer in community over competition, but I think you do have to draw a line in the sand for yourself with, you know, this is a business, and if I've learned certain ways of making money, if I've learned certain, if I've learned of certain brands that will give certain deals, or if I've learned of certain ways to promote products that are very lucrative, I think that's up to the influencer whether they want to share that knowledge with others or if they want to give other influencers a chance to learn it on their own just like they did. So, yeah, I don't know if people are really getting paid $75,000 to talk badly about other companies. I really highly doubt it just by how much exposure I have had in this world and, um, you know, all the other things I've learned about this world that just doesn't seem like a common practice. Now, I'm sure it has happened, um, and I'm sure there is, that this article was based in fact somewhere along the way, but um, I definitely don't think this should tarnish your opinion of any influencer, and it's, it's not common practice. And just like anything, there is going to be outliers of those who choose to um, run their business unethically, and you're going to find that in every single industry, and, um, you know, influencers aren't immune to that. But I would say that the majority of people, um, you know, 
would make ethical decisions and the money they're making is is purely based on the buying habits of their audience and that relationship is completely contingent on trust that the influencer has with their audience and um, maybe there will be more strict laws on how much transparency um, someone's responsible to give but for now I would just suggest um, pay attention to who you're following and um, the funny thing about all this though is the majority of people don't even really realize um, that they're buying a product from someone because of how cool this consumer to consumer model is. But with that said, that you know does lead into some issues if if there's no transparency there. So I could keep talking about this for hours and hours. I think I'm just gonna end it here. Let me know what you think about this whole subject. I've actually seen quite a few influencers come out and talk about this um, through blog posts and through YouTube videos. So it's definitely a hot topic right now of people wanting to defend their businesses and shed light on the industry. And you know what? I think it's really cool that more people are talking about um, this industry because not a lot of people, not a lot of people understand it or know it. And that's why I have this show too share these stories and to dive into these topics so i would love it if you would screenshot your phone right now post it to your instagram stories and tag us at wi-fi work ethic and we will repost you and it's always fun to see who's listening don't forget to subscribe on apple podcasts to never miss when we have a new episode you can also stream us on spotify and stitcher and leave us a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. That is the best way to get us in front of more people. Um, Just let me know how you're liking the show. And yeah, that's it. Bye, guys.